I'm TK Rex, and you're listening to Grotto Pod, the official podcast of the Writers Grotto, a nonprofit community dedicated to elevating writers of all backgrounds. You can learn more and check out our upcoming classes at writersgrotto.org. So we're back for a 10-episode season. You may have noticed, if you're a longtime listener, that we've been on hiatus for a couple of years. But yeah, we're back now with a new team and an incredible new lineup of guests from the broader world of writing, including Sam J. Miller, Lori Ostland, Hugh Ryan, and many more. We're going to have a new focus this season on writing craft and the writer's community. And to talk about that season today and a couple of craft and community topics to get us started, I've got Doug Henderson, a Writer's Grotto member with us in the studio. Hi, Doug. Hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Um, Doug is a member of our podcast team and the author of the Cleveland Heights LGBTQ Sci-Fi and Fantasy Role-Playing Club and a winner of the Penn Dow Short Story Prize for Emerging Writers. His story, The Manga Artist, was a runner-up for the Iowa Review Award for Fiction, and his story, More, was a winner of the Bart Lines Short Story Contest. Originally from Cleveland, he received his MFA from the University of San Francisco. He lives in the Castro District with his husband, their two children, and a large collection of role-playing games. This is all very true. Good, good. <laughs> Let's talk about what we're excited for for this season. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm excited to talk craft. Yeah. To meet with these other writers, to, you know, be in a community with them and just, yeah, hear what they're up to, see what uh, tips they have for us and for new writers as well. Yeah, me too. I know two of our first guests are folks that you and I know that we've reached out to. Um, Sam J. Miller was one of my instructors when I went to the Clarion Writers Workshop and is still a friend of mine. And I also became a big fan of his stories doing research in advance of the Clarion Writers Workshop to just read stories by my instructors. And I ended up like just reading a whole bunch of Sam J. Miller stories in a row on my drive down from San Francisco to San Diego and became a huge fan. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. And tell me like just a little bit about Lori. Yeah. Well, first, can I go back? So Sam, I'm currently reading Boys, Beasts, and Men. It's His so collection. good. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. And I was especially intrigued by the collection. I I found out that the San Francisco Public Library only has one copy and it's read only. You can't check it out. No. I was like, this is so mysterious. Like, what is this book that you can't <laughs> check out? You have to read it in the library. So that really made me want to read it. More. Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> right? Isn't that interesting? I want to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah. We should go to the library. Yeah, yeah. The book is too powerful. I can't leave the library. <laughs> they have to keep it on premises. Okay. Sam, if you hear that. <laughs> We know that your book has powers. <laughs> yeah. So Lori Oslin is the author of a collection called The Bigness of the World and the author of a novel uh, called After the Parade. She's also the editor of the Flannery O'Connor Award series. And so, yeah, she's a previous winner of the Flannery O'Connor Award and is now the editor. Um, 
And yeah, I also had her as a, a short story instructor during my MFA, and we had just kept in touch. I just always admired her writing and work. And so, yeah, it'd be great to talk to her again. She has a new novella out in the current issue of the New England Review that I read and really loved. And I thought, oh, we, we have to get Lori for the podcast. Awesome. I'm really excited to meet her. So those are just two of our guests upcoming that we're really excited about. And there'll be many more as well. Let's talk a little bit about the craft of writing. Sure. (laughs) What is your favorite go-to craft advice for new writers? Currently, I'm really enjoying or really refer to a lot. Um, (laughs) Really, I recommend craft in the real world. Um, that book was very eye-opening for me, and uh, that's where I send a lot of writers who were asking recently. Yeah, I have read Craft in the Real World, so listeners may be interested to know that because the Writer's Grotto offers classes, we have a bunch of guidelines for the classes that we do. So everybody who teaches a class at the Writer's Grotto, we're all members and we're all published authors who teach the classes. But one thing that we all have to do before we teach a class is read Crash in the Real World. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's a big part of what informs our whole philosophy around engaging other kinds of writers and the broader writing community and doing our nonprofit mission, which is elevating writers of all backgrounds. And I think there's a lot about Craft in the Real World that's really aligned so well with that mission. Right. And yeah. if you read it like very recently, I, I went back to like just the chapter on like workshopping mm-hmm. right before I taught my last class here. So I'm very familiar with that part. I think one of the things that the book values is other voices and not silencing, you know, other points of view. And so that was something that I really appreciated because I think that many of us have been in that workshop where someone didn't understand because they're not queer, they're not of color, they're not a a certain Mm -hmm. point of view. And I think that to me was very valuable in reading that book. Yeah, it really made me think about the people in the room who aren't being heard, Mm. you know, and having, you know, worked in tech at my day job for, you know, (laughs) almost two decades, I am very familiar (laughs) with that phenomenon, both in and out of writing workshops. And the way that such an emphasis of this book is about running workshops and and being a participant in workshops Mm in different structures, looking away from like the so-called dead author technique that's popular with the Milford method and et cetera, and instead doing a more participatory kind of workshop, kind of workshop that is much better at making sure the context of the story is understood among people who come from different backgrounds. And with the Milford method and the so-called like dead author method where everybody, everybody who's receiving feedback is quiet and everybody else who's giving feedback just pretends they're not in the room. That really depends so much on having a lot of shared context 
because there's assumptions that people are going to make if they're not necessarily the audience or don't come in the same background as somebody else that can range from like the kind of voice that's being used in the writing to the kind of grammar and punctuation to the story structure, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, approaching it from a position of making sure that the person who's getting feedback has the chance to give that context to make sure that everybody is giving the right kind of feedback for the story has been really revelatory for me. Yeah. Yeah. Good book. A good craft up too. I think, I don't know. I think that's a really good one. So I don't know how I'm going to top that, but <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I like to tell new writers a lot is to go too far. And I I started telling new writers this when I was working in advertising as a copywriter, and I think it's true for fiction as well, that like, if you're holding back your creativity in the first draft, by the time it gets to clients, if you're an advertising copywriter or editors, if you're doing fiction, it's only going to lose creativity from there. You know, it's only going to lose originality in workshop people are going to try and normalize it every step of the way. So if you don't start off going way too far and and pushing yourself and making it as weird as you can, it has the risk of ending up boring, <laughs> which for an ad is a death sentence for a fiction story probably also is. I still have hope for some of my boring stories, but <laughs> I don't know. They're teetering on the edge of a trunk right now. So <laughs> that's usually what trunks mine is they're boring. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I agree. I think it's very hard to go too far. I think readers want yeah. you to go further. They always want more. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is hard. In ad copywriting, when you're doing a headline or a tagline, you write, you get all your first ideas out of the way. Like mm-hmm. you put them down and you're like, yep, these are the first ideas. Everybody else at every other agency came up with them too. They suck. So you write them down, you get them out of your head, and then you get weird. And you try to see what else this connects to and what can you dig deeper on. And you and I feel like that's also something that I am still trying to like internalize in my fiction and like think about that for my first drafts and my first ideas and my characters, et cetera. And I have not in any way actually lived up to that myself personally, but that's what I aspire to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's right. It's always, we're always aspiring to, some, to something. Right? Everything is an attempt, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk to you about the writing community since that's a big part of this. And I think that listeners are tuning in in part to be part of the writing community. This is one yeah. of many ways to be part of it is as a listener on a podcast about this, getting to hear things that other writers out there in the world have to say. And we invite folks to check out our classes. And we also do events. If you're in the Bay Area, we have a monthly-ish reading series and you can find out the next one on our website writersbrado.org so here's a question why do some memoirs and novels take off from the first page while others stall out before the end of chapter one more importantly how can you make sure the book you're writing gets all the necessary gears lined up in those all important first 10 pages come find out in our upcoming online class narrative engine the first 10 pages with rachel howard starting january 27th You can register on our website, writersbrado.org, for this class and many others, including Create Queries That Get You Noticed with Rowena Leon Singer, 
write gripping stories and create unforgettable characters with Maury Zeff, and a crash course in the personal essay with Mark Wallace, all happening this month and next. And if you're listening to this in the future, we'll have a whole new awesome lineup then too. The Writer's Grotto offers classes, feedback, write-ins, and writing services all year long, online and in person at our new location in San Francisco's South of Market neighborhood, right by Vanna Station and a short walk from Civic Center. And back to the episode. Let's talk a little bit about the writing community. I have been on a little bit of a kick, and I think a lot of us have since, well, the pandemic Mm. of trying to like find and build community in a real way yeah for me joining the writer's grotto was a big part of that and this podcast is also a part of that for me yeah me too it's an incredible community writers are a very diverse breed there and at the writer's grotto we have all kinds of writers we have right. journalists we have fiction writers we have memoirists we have poets screenwriters yeah so tell me about some of your favorite community building moments what are some of your favorite kinds of things to do that involve the writing community well I think we're really lucky in this city there's a lot of readings and a lot of events you know annually we have a lit quake in October every year which is a really great um week-long period of literary events I saw your Lit Quake reading at Club (laughs) Chicxulub, and it was awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And yeah, even outside of Lit Quake, I think we're just really blessed. You know, San Francisco is a very literary city already, so we are very blessed to have a lot of readings, just regularly, monthly reading series. Um, And we also have a lot of really great local writing... (laughs) (laughs) Conferences. Yeah. Um, so recently I went to the Mendocino Coast Writers Conference, had a really great time there, and uh, would highly recommend it to anyone too. So I definitely recommend checking out conferences um, and yeah, taking part yeah. in those. I think for listeners beyond the Bay Area, mm. I think it's so important to find your local writing community. And I was really surprised. I live in San Francisco for 20 years and the t- 21 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wild. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And I I don't know why it took me so long just because I was working in tech companies. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But when I finally was like, I'm going to try and find my people here now mm-hmm. that I'm really focusing on my mm-hmm. writing. And I did, and I just found more and more. There's so many reading series that happen here, and there's like not one but two writing co-working spaces, and I joined both of them. (laughs) Writer's Grotto is one, and there's tons of local retreats and workshops and conferences and different kinds of classes. I think it's really important to find what what's happening in your own area and you might be surprised even if you live in like a rural space there's writers every we are everywhere <laughs> writers are everywhere am Sonline once gave me the advice to be a social writer mm. and i think that that has sort of stayed with me and that's what i would also encourage people who are looking for a community to be a social writer it can be very isolating because you do a yeah. lot of the work very quietly on your own but otherwise, just get out there, meet people, get in the mix, 
and be a social writer. And I think the the community will, will, will be there. You'll find it. It'll yeah. come together. Some of the things that I have learned from stepping out of my little like isolated lone writer habit that I used to have. Um, I mean, the first thing was actually, it was a class at the Writer's Grotto. And this is like, not even me trying to promote our classes right now. This is just like genuinely also why I'm here and why I wanted to be a member of the Writer's Grotto. I took a class with Lizette Wenzer in 2018 called Flash Fiction, Write, Revise, Submit. And I made friends in that class. I wrote my first published story in that class. And I learned about how submissions work, how to get your work out there. And it was a very short story, but I learned that there's different kinds of rejection letters, Mm. for instance, and it Mm -hmm. was completely game changing for me. Mm. And it led to not just my first publication, but then the things I learned have, I carry them with me still. So taking a workshop can be really game changing. Listening to a podcast like this might also bring some of that advice. Yeah, (laughs) Anything else we want to discuss today for our first new episode of the new Grotto Pod? I think if you're looking for it somewhere to go next, I really, really recommend the write-ins from the Grotto. They're an hour long. It's really, they're online. It's a really nice way to be in community with people, to focus on writing for an hour, um, to be in communication with a, a, a real working writer. Um, yeah, I, I do the write-ins. I host them and uh, I really recommend them. Yeah, and you can sign up for those on our website, writersgrotto.org. Grottopod is produced by a small team of volunteer members of the Writers Grotto in San Francisco, California, a nonprofit community of working writers and narrative artists who connect in physical and virtual space, pooling our talents to support each other, mentor and teach others, engage the wider world, and elevate writers of all backgrounds. You can support this podcast and our broader nonprofit mission by donating at writersgrotto.org. The music you heard in this episode is by Sugartown. Our guest today was Doug Henderson, and I'm your host, TK Rex. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening.